In this episode, Hampus talks with inside sales leader Richard Harris about the real value of social sales, what animal AEs best represent, and Richard's offbeat pick for the book that everyone in sales should read. I think we all have the problem with stairs. They're mm-hmm. supposed to call into the CX layer and director layer, and they're kind of junior. And yep. So one question I have is about like how to make those guys work as good as possible. But the other question I have is really, um, like those guys, well, it seems like we're a lot of times we're giving those the quest to kind of mainly qualify if these people on the other side of the phone are supposed to be worthy of a call with the expensive AE. Um, that's kind of all we do with them. Mm-hmm. So the, my question is, first question is like around that. It's like, is that really true? And that like, how do you, how do you make SDRs as productive as possible? Question number two um, is, is there actually any process for AEs? Like truly a process, a process which, is, which isn't make sure they're onboarding on their trial or like nudge them weekly or um, ping them that we have a discount. This is where I see things changing, right? So there are now three official parts of the sales process, right? Um, one is the SDR, right? Mm-hmm. Generating interest. Two is the closing role. And three is customer success, mm-hmm. right? So closers should close, right? That's what they should do. That's what they're great at. It's very simple. Um, SDR should prospect. That's what they're good at. They haven't learned anything better. The piece about the SDR, you need to start them at the basics, which is just teaching them how to get people to a 15-minute appointment. Then, you know, you know, a certain amount of time in, you start teaching them on how to qualify a little bit better. And in some cases, they'll figure it out on their own. So the leads they turn over are actually qualified. And then those SDRs will become so good that they could qualify some of the small deals by themselves that they could probably have closed it if they had just asked for the sale, right? Um, but they're being told they're not allowed to do that. AEs, on the other hand, um, the good AEs know how to do what you're talking about, right? And I think that if they're good at social selling, they understand how to do the things that you're talking about. If they don't know how to do social selling, then they're not good. Like, they want the A, you know, I once had an AE tell me, you know, Richard, don't have the SDR, send an AE, send a deal over to me until they fully qualified the opportunity. And I said, well, what do you mean by, I said, you know, just so I understand, what's your definition? And I said, do you want full band? And the rep and the AE said, "Yeah, I want full band, budget, authority, need, and time frame." And then I said, "Well, why the hell do we need you to do it? If they get all that by themselves, then they should be able to close it." Hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So, um, so that's the challenge, right? So the challenge is understanding the need and the economic impact of that need. Is that's kind of how I when I know a, a an SDR is ready to be advanced to a sales rep. On the other side of it, AEs don't want to call their old clients and upsell them. They hate it. Mm. They can't stand it because they're afraid they're going to get sucker punched with a, oh, I really love you guys, but this thing is broken. Can you help me fix it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Then you've got the customer success people who shouldn't close a barn door to save their life. But they're great at nurturing. They're, they, they don't mind picking up the phone and taking that punch in the face that says the product's not working. They want to help fix it. But you know what they suck at? They suck at closing. <laughs> so getting them to cross-sell and upsell is a problem. So at a very high level, the training that I do crosses all of those chasms. 
right? And it talks about the buyer's journey. What does the buyer go through emotionally when they make a purchase? And the part of the problem that AEs and SDRs and, and even customer success people have is that nobody's taught them the emotional components of buying. Take me through your thoughts on social selling. Who should be practicing it? Everybody. So social selling is nothing new. It used to be called networking, mm-hmm. right? And I'll give you an example. I couldn't go to the grocery store with my mother as a child because she knew everybody. <laughs> and everybody knew her. My mother was in business. She sold advertising. So social selling is networking. And so here's the other thing my mom used to do. And I still get them in the mail today. My mom, would she'll read the newspaper. She'll read the Wall Street Journal. And if an article is interesting or relates to one of her co- prospects or clients, she'll cut it out and mail it to them and say, hey, this made me think of you. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, today we would send an email with a link of that article. Yeah. Right? So social selling is just another, is, is basically adding value without asking for anything. That's the definition. Oh, of I, like that. I think that's a great definition. I think that's a great definition. I think, and that is, of course, hard to scale. Right. So now you have to stop looking at quantity and start focusing on quality. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you want to close, you know, if I give you 100 leads and we know that no matter what you do, you're only going to close 10 of them, mm-hmm. how fast do you want to burn the runway on them? Of course. No, no, I think so I think so the goal is that, is that now it's instead of closing 10 of them, let's close 20 or 25, knowing it's going to take longer. Um, but through social selling, you're going to close more of them. Yeah. And then this is the final piece of that is that ACV and ARR doesn't mean shit. LTV is the only thing that matters. Yeah. So Netflix. I know. So I know the guy who who figured this out. I worked with him. He was the engineer on the marketing team for Netflix. This is about five years ago. He was tasked to find out what is the earliest indicator that someone will have an LTV of three years. Mm-hmm. Right? So if your LTV at eight here in the States, it's eight bucks a month, you know, times 12 months is, you know, a little over a hundred bucks a year. So your LTV is $300. Mm-hmm. Right? So that helps you better manage your cost of acquisition. Now, you still have to scale, but so it wasn't when someone signed up for the free trial. It wasn't when someone put in their credit card. It wasn't when someone actually went through the taste profile to choose the kinds of movies they like. None of that indicated three years. You know what indicated three years? The moment you set up the device. So the moment you set up an Xbox or an iPhone. Interesting. Right? So if now... Next time you're on your computer and you see a Netflix ad, or even go to the Netflix website, there's nothing. The only thing it's telling you to do is watch it from anywhere, mm-hmm. right? And of course, today that's a much easier message to to comprehend. Mm-hmm. But five or six years ago, I, think, um, I really like that. I think that's a good point. So, getting back to the other question I had, company that is inbound, mm-hmm. then what is the role of the SDR? Will, will inbound companies have SDRs? Yes, absolutely. But they also have to have a ridiculous amount of volume of inbound. Inbound is um, required to get to get rid of the bullshit, right? Inbound is required because 
you can't give leads to AEs because you know what they won't do? They won't fucking follow up on shit, right? Well, they'll say, I responded to them twice in an email. That was it. Mm-hmm. Now, you tell an inbound rep that they own that person and they've got to go through a cadence of 10 touches, that rep, that inbound rep is going to go look them up on LinkedIn and look for stuff. And, you know, they're going to go research the hell out of that person and contact them over the next five days, mm-hmm. 20 times. AEs won't do that. That's not how they're wired. Interesting. That's a, that's a good point. What are the AEs? You know, they're kind of your thoroughbred. They win the race, right? The good ones do. Because I think, and there's different kinds. There's there's a quarter horse, which is good on short races, right? And then you got your fillies who run the Kentucky Derby or the Preakness. Interesting. So they're kind of like a race horse. So how, what what should a good SDR do? If they if they don't become an AE, like if you said, because I mean, greatest SDRs would be able to close the deals themselves, but then suddenly they would be AEs and SDRs. SDRs are your gateway to getting young, talented, smart people in the door of your company. Interesting. And people should stop thinking of them as only being salespeople, right? You mean that SDRs can be recruitment factory? Yeah. So. SDRs can move into marketing. They could go into customer success. They yeah. could go into, um, they could move into HR departments. They could, yeah. they, you know, they, there's a, every department could pull from the SDR team. How are you going to be a good SDR if it's if it's not being an AE? What should an SDR do? SDR needs to hit their number. That's their job. What number is it? You know, is it like number of calls they're having, or it, no? It's whatever they're comped on, right? It's it's number of appointments set, it's number of qualified leads, it's, it's whatever their compensation is built around. And so, yes, you've got to teach them how to prospect, and you got to teach them the tools to use to do that, and how to write a good email, and how to have a good voicemail, and understand the buyer's journey. It's interesting to think about, like how to to make the best out of these people. Like, what is the best voice mail and stuff like that? And I think that's, I mean, you end, I think it's almost like you end up with these like almost dating tips, you know, be personal, be yourself. Everybody, when I go into all my training, it's all about dating. It is, interesting. That I bring it up all the time. Would you say that good SDRs generally are good, would be good daters? A little bit, I think that, I think they're, I, I think what it is is they have an internal confidence to have a conversation. I don't know they have to be good daters. I think they just have to understand the game. What game? No, you triggered something. The game of the game of dating. Interesting. Right. So, so there's this great book on dating called the game. It's all about business. What it, as you read the book, what ends up happening is, is that you take these people who had no thought of trying to date, you know, a super hot Playboy model, and it teaches them how to have the confidence to have that conversation. Interesting, right? So, um, would you say like your if you would have to recommend a book for SDRs and one for AEs and one for for customer success people, what would, book would should each person read? God, um, I never thought about recommending the word the, the game, although I think that's probably a pretty good book. I think it's an interesting, very interesting book actually. I tell people to read Challenger Sale, and I mm-hmm. tell people to read um, Sandler Rules. Um, because there's a lot of practical advice in there, but it doesn't necessarily tell you how to do it. Sandler probably comes the closest to doing that. Sandler is pretty old, right? I mean, it's from the pre-eBay and Amazon era of business, in a sense. Mm-hmm. But there's still a ton of great stuff. Yeah. So those are the books I tend to recommend the most, because I think they're good foundations. Mm-hmm. And you can walk away from those books knowing how to do something different. I, yeah. I really, I really loved Challenger Sales because I think it was. 
for me it was also an acceptance you know that the school the, the, like the school of hard knocks was not the right school kind of like there, there's a much better school which is like educational and challenging there's like a point of saying I think you're buying the wrong product it's funny I think I know a lot of salespeople who were already thinking that way and that's what the book says is that people figured it out they just hadn't put a process around exactly yeah I did target customers with the 2015 word and I think that buyer journey is going to be the 2016 thing we talked about it's all about helping people through the buyer's journey yeah. and you can't help anybody through it until you understand it no exactly and it's so. hard to understand it sometimes how do you make SDRs better uh, that's coaching right that's the difference between training and coaching so training is me coming in and teaching people what to do coaching is what happens afterwards right mm-hmm. that's what the manager's job is you know as you said what's an SDR's job and theirs is to hit the number what's the manager's job make sure the SDR hits the number yeah. how do they do that coaching True. It's very simple. But I think sometimes I think people are really, especially now with technology, it feels like it's not hard to hit the the early numbers in the phone. This is what I've been saying is all we have right now is a bunch of technology to get us into meetings, but we don't know what the fuck to say when we get there. No, exactly. And that's when you need stuff like the game, I guess. It's like now you get them on a call, like, who are they? What's in their brain? Are they interested? Are they not? Are they qualified? Uh, what's the buyer? Where are they in the buyer's journey? And AEs? How do you make better AEs? Same thing. Management's got to sit on the sales call and coach the call. You're going to have to realize that every sales rep has their own way of saying it. Mm-hmm. And, what, and basically what's going to happen, and again, um, is that you're going to determine the sales process is no longer a linear process. It's a. It's really just a, a big system of did you check these boxes mm-hmm. right and here are the conversations you need to have around that how do you keep sharp like uh, where do you find stuff is it like in the field or logs or so now if I want to go and figure out you know SDR salaries or what's happening in certain places you know I'll go to the, I'll go to Trish Bertuzzi's bridge group and look at some of their reports but I, I you know I'll read Jamie Shanks's stuff on social selling I think his stuff is really good um, John Barrows you know but right now I'm at this stage of like I get a lot of feedback from the reps in the field mm-hmm. and if we're gonna become a data-driven society in sales we have to follow the data. Yeah.